Have I stretched my stomach or pouch is a common question I hear years after weight loss surgery. Whether you've had a gastric sleeve or gastric bypass or any other metabolic procedure, this is a very common question, particularly as you experience weight regain. If you're interested in what is normal after a weight loss surgery procedure and how to test your pouch, listen on to this episode. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Before we begin, I would like to be very clear and highlight that portion sizes vary considerably between two people, particularly because our bodies are very different and unique, and someone who is six foot tall versus five foot tall definitely needs a big difference in terms of food to fuel their bodies. So even though someone is, you know, as someone like yourself, maybe similar in stage in post-op journey to someone who has had the surgery as well, they may be different in portion sizes. So I just want to be very clear that all of our bodies are different and unique and have different metabolic needs. Similarly, this is also due to the fact that many surgeons, particularly if you and someone else or a friend had different surgeons, they do differ in the sizes that they cut the stomach or fashion the pouch for each surgery. Now, this can be due to you know patient needs and goals and preferences, but it could also be to do with the surgeon's preferences and how they've experienced outcomes of weight loss after weight loss surgery in their previous patients. Nonetheless, the pouch size is something that you can't actually physically change. That's the size of your pouch. What is in control is how well you fill the pouch and create that with fullness and restriction so that it is less likely to lead to weight regain, particularly as you can somewhat hack your food to reduce the hunger so that it's more likely that you'll reach your goals and be less inclined to be in the depths of grazing and eating mindlessly. What I'm going to focus on today can be entirely done through food, particularly the composition of the meal and the order of consumption of the meal. Similarly, whether you eat and drink at the same time, this can have a huge bearing on how quickly food leaves the stomach or stays in the stomach. Today, I'll go through three aspects of stretching the pouch. So first off, we'll talk about portion sizes, meal composition and fluid timing. I will then go through how to measure the pouch yourself at home and this might give you some peace of mind to reassure yourself that your pouch has not stretched or it might give you some data to speak with your surgeon about. Firstly, portions. When it comes to understanding your portions post-op, please know that it is very normal to increase your portions over time. In the early days, you might have only been able to have half a cup of food and be completely satisfied for three hours with that. However, you cannot live on half a cup per meal forever as this is not what the body needs to thrive. Yes, in those early stages, we had those metabolic effects and those hormonal effects that stop you from feeling hungry. But as time goes on, the point of weight loss surgery is not to diet or restrict or eat as little as possible for as long as possible. The goal is to get into a normal, balanced, sustainable and healthy diet, whereas the word diet in this context means a way of eating or a way of life so that you should be able to continue this way of eating for the rest of your life. 
Now, initially, yes, your portions in the first month will be roughly between a quarter of a cup to no more than half a cup, particularly in that first month post-op. And then within three to six months post-op, it will increase to about half a cup capacity. And then from six to 12 months, you'll notice an increase from half a cup to three quarters of a cup. And then beyond that, the one to two years post-op, you receive, you know, most people will be having one to one and a half cups per meal. And this is very, very normal. Now, when I say those portion sizes, what I'm referring to here is the actual main meal size of those portion sizes. And typically snacks would be half that amount. The portions, again, will vary depending on the types of foods you're eating, whether it's more liquid-based versus more solid-based. So it's easier for a liquid meal to go quickly through the pouch or stomach. And so you might find that you'll be able to eat one and a half cups of soup, no problem. But if you try to have one and a half cups of salad with meat, for example, that would be a lot heavier and more solid in the stomach. So you might only get through a cup capacity of that particular meal. This then leads into my next point about food composition. So we know that food inherently digests at different rates and different speeds, particularly fiber from plant matter can be incredibly hard for the body to digest as is protein. Now the body does burn more calories while breaking down protein. And knowing this, this is also why we make sure that we're eating the protein food first and then the vegetables after the surgery, purely because one, if you eat the protein food first, you're more likely to reach your protein goals. And secondly, it fills you up faster and keeps you satiated for longer. So we do that for two reasons and particularly because it keeps you fuller and it reduces the cravings. So protein first is always the ideal way to start the meal. And then we move on to the vegetables. The vegetables are full of fiber and they typically break down slower in the gut, hence leaving you with a more full, more satisfied feeling for longer after the meal. It will also increase the regularity of your bowels while also creating that restriction, which many people seek and search for when they're two, three, four years post-op. If you are struggling with portion sizes and you are feeling like you're eating more than you used to, First, check back on those cup sizes initially and make sure that that's in balance. If you are eating off a larger dinner plate, try to revert back to a bread and butter plate. Then I'd start looking at the composition of your meals. Are you having more carbohydrate-based meals? More carbohydrate-based meals, particularly those slider foods, which we have discussed in the past, but are basically really easy to digest foods like crackers, chips, chocolates, lollies. There are other slider foods, but what's important to realize here is that it's mainly the types of foods that you put with these slider foods that makes the real problem. So for example, having crackers with just Vegemite or just like a normal spread on it without actually having some sort of meat and cheese sauce on top. So the composition here is really important. So when you're eating try to make sure you're having some form of protein and some form of vegetables at each meal it doesn't have to be vegetables so for example a typical day of eating that would get you a good level of restriction would be scrambled eggs with a bit of fruit of a morning or scrambled eggs with some baked beans of a morning for morning tea you might have a yogurt with some extra blueberries on top then lunch you might have a salad with some chicken and some cheese and you might chuck in some four bean mix for some extra fiber then you might have some nuts in the afternoon with another 
serve a fruit or maybe a dried fruit or it could be some nuts and roasted chickpeas again fiber and protein in that the dinner could be some form of meat and vegetables and you might have some sweet potato fries on the side for example with those meals you can see they're all high protein they've got quite a good amount of vegetables or fiber rich foods in there so not only will you be meeting your protein needs but you'll also be meeting the needs of the bowel in terms of the fiber and also creating that fullness that we all long for after weight loss surgery the last topic in this scenario is with the stretching of the stomach is eating and drinking at the same time so timing of fluids is really really important now the reason why we advise you to keep 30 minutes before your meals no fluids until 30 minutes after your meal then you can start the fluids again is because if you mix food and fluids in the stomach not only the stomach needs to stretch to accommodate that extra fluid it also will wash the food too quickly through the gut and that would lead you to feel hungrier sooner as the food is not sitting in your stomach the real action point in this scenario is to stop eating and drinking at the same time so make sure you set a timer 30 minutes before your meal no fluids and then reset the timer after you finish eating to start drinking again i know this is hard and i understand that it takes a lot of time and energy and effort to do this but it is really important because it pays off to feel fuller for longer and it also helps with the digestion of the food because you're not diluting those digestive enzymes when you actually are eating if you aren't doing this really focus on not eating and drinking at the same time now we are going to go through how to determine if your pouch has stretched now this will be interesting for some people as i know this is a common question that i do here so this method is not by means you know diagnosis of the type of stretching of the pouch it's merely a gauge and something that you could really just use to determine whether the pouch has stretched so this is a non-invasive way to measure the pouch at least one year post-op now it can vary from 70 grams pouch size to about 255 grams and it depends on the person as I mentioned earlier the surgeons fashion the pouches at different rates or sizes remember pouch stretching is natural and it may not reflect any wrongdoing your pouch does not stretch by one unhealthy meal nor does it stretch by one singly large meal however it can be stretched by eating small amounts of larger foods time and time again so you can force your pouch to stretch over time and I have definitely seen that in practice so the first step is to measure the food so measure by weight of 250 grams of either cottage cheese mashed cauliflower or um, greek yogurt so they're all options so cottage cheese or the mashed cauliflower or the greek yogurt using a food scale if you are using a plate or a bowl to measure this make sure you tear or tire it out to make sure that it's equal to zero before you start measuring the actual food step two is to fill your pouch so eat as much until you feel full in other words stop eating when you feel one more bite could cause nausea or discomfort and this will determine how much actually fits in your pouch step three is to then subtract the food intake so measure the weight of the remaining mashed potato or cottage cheese or greek yogurt that you could not eat so to do that you need to put the leftovers back in the bowl tear or tire out the bowl weight again and then take that away from the initial starting weight of the food now this will tell you roughly how much the portion is so for example let's say you had 250 grams of greek yogurt and you ate 150 grams of the greek yogurt that means that your pouch size is 150 grams or if you ate the entire cup and could eat more you could have a pouch that's just a little bit over 250 grams in terms of capacity the other way you could do it is to 
go 250 take away what's left so let's say 50 grams is left it would mean that your pouch is the size of 200 grams and that's probably the most easiest and convenient way to do step three so subtract the food intake so measure the remaining amount of food from the original amount of food that you did have that will then determine how much is your portion or how much your capacity is of the stomach. Now, again, this isn't foolproof. It isn't the perfect system, but you can repeat this every three months to see if your pouch size increases over time. I personally think it's something to not be too obsessive about. You can't really change this, whereas you can alter and manipulate the types of food that you are eating. So you could eat more protein and fiber at meals to increase the restriction. And ultimately that can really help ensure that you're able to reach that satisfaction point and so that you're not feeling hungry between meals. I do hope you've learned something about pouch size and whether you've stretched your pouch. In practice, I have seen people stretch their pouch, but we have gotten by by changing the manipulation of the food with those strategies suggested today. As always, thank you for listening and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.